Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, but it's a positive thing, Paul. The High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope you haven't found out my secret. Yes. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Well, I'm good, thank you very much. I've got Nick here. Hi, Nick. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, as I say, uh, as as before, you know, we're all on lockdown at the, at the moment. Mm, yeah. and I've, I'm still working, but um, obviously at the weekend I'm based at home. Because I, I um, haven't released all of the episodes that we did last year, and I'm releasing them as as they sort of fit in to the schedule, um, we'll probably end up with a situation where where we're not sure which lockdown we're talking about. But yeah. <laughs> this is lockdown three, three isn't it? Yes, I, I, yes. I believe. Yeah, lockdown two was quite a short one, but I think you know, lockdown three <laughs> looks like it might be a bit longer again. But anyway, this time we're going to be talking about the films. We're, we're going to talk about about three different years uh, and and talk about some of the big films that came out in that year and, and with any sort of favourites that, that we have from those years. Um, I think we're probably going to go from about 1960 to 2000, um, or the, at least the films will come from that. We're not going to do it every year, <laughs> not in this episode. Yeah. But um, to make it a bit different, we've got uh, Cromarty, who'll be here in a minute. He's going to randomly generate a year, so we literally don't know which three years will be coming up, so it makes it a bit more sort of, uh, um, yeah, a bit more fun for us as well, because we, we, we don't know what we'll be talking about. So we're going to run the theme music. <laughs> I never know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to run the theme music, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll get talking about some films. It's time for my old buddy, old pal, from across the channel, across the pond, Paul Chandler, the shiny daddy. It was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Look that. But that boy, he's got all that shy is right. Blimey, Governor, it's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> Right, um, we're back. So, um, Cromarty, how's this going to work? Well, Paul, it's quite simple. I've got the random date generator, uh, which will press the button, and uh, then, well, I should tell you the year, and uh, um, then we will provide you with uh, the information to uh, talk about some of the uh, the films from that year. That sounds simple enough to me. That's a good thing, because we're, we're both pretty simple, aren't we, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right, Cromarty, um, do, do, do you want to uh, generate the first year? I shall, Paul, I'm just pressing the button now. 
1983. Okay, 1983. Okay, well, I have a list of films that came out in both um, Britain and the US, and uh, some of them more famous than others, but... uh, are there any films that you can think of at the top of your head that you, you, you particularly like? Well, I can tell you the ones I saw in 83. Um, it was the last time I went to the pictures with my mum. The two films that I saw in 83, I think it was just the two, um, were actually, yes, I mean, I can't remember whether E.T. we saw in the very beginning of 83 or I think it was probably the, the very last days of 82, so I won't count E.T. Re- Return of the Jedi... Uh, which I did enjoy. I, I think, personally, I think the Star Wars franchise should have ended there, but it was just too much of a golden goose, really, wasn't it? Uh, I think the story neatly ended, and I think I would have been quite happy to have seen it go. go. I, I was a very exciting ending. Do you remember if... Um, was it was it the year before, or was it just before? Um, I remember going to the cinema... Um, and they were doing a double bill of the first two, which I presume Ooh, was because they knew Return of the Jedi I don't remember that at all. Because I, 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 I would have, if we had done it in Salisbury, I probably would have, because I mean, uh, the one of the, the the original three Star Wars films, I never went to see Empire Strikes Back. I think I was more that, you know, I, I, I couldn't get my head around a, a sequel to, to Star Wars, I thought. Star Wars was a story which would, was told, and I, I didn't know where, I don't know how I felt about I didn't know how I felt about uh, carrying that on. Um, I, I, I remember, um, I think I was in Cambridge, and I feel like I was in Cambridge because my my brother had recently been born and he was unwell on and off in his first year, and I, I was staying with my uncle and aunt. And, and I feel like um, we went to see this double bill of Star, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, but for some reason, um, I have a feeling that my uncle drove halfway back towards Salisbury and my dad drove the other, and they met halfway and I was transported between cars oh. and there was obviously some reason that That's we like went... a dodgy drugs deal. <laughs> it's a dodgy pool deal. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, we went. the decision was made to go and see the Star Wars double bill at the cinema on the day they knew they were driving me back yeah. and maybe they hadn't taken in how long it was going to be because I remember having to come out of the cinema because it was time to go home I was so I just saw you know two, two Star Wars films back to yeah, back that is a lot back back, that's yeah. a lot of yeah <laughs> and I remember having I remember being a bit embarrassing having to sort of come out of the cinema um, you know stepping past people and I was mm. only quite young at the yeah. time so I presume that was 82, 83 yeah. before Return of the Jedi came out Jedi but, is kind of uh, uh, I think because I like things to conclude nice and neat. And um, I think the lure of Jedi was that Starfay was going to come back and get killed and so end his story. So even though it's, it's lauded as the best one of the three, I've never really seen the point of Empire Strikes Back. It's, it's always been the weakest one for me. Um, but I, yeah, the, the lure that the story was actually going to end, I think, is probably what um sold it on me and that's uh, sufficient time had gone by it was nice to see the characters again um yeah on the whole i you know on the whole i quite liked it um yeah i was just going to look and see like what month it came out i wonder if you can remember it ca- came out i saw it in, in the US. august yeah it came out in late may in america but uh, um but then we used to have more of a uh, a bit of a gap didn't we yeah. if, um, if, um, and, and then a few months later, I uh, well a few weeks later, I saw Octopussy. I think it was that way round. 
Um, so it, uh, it was in the summer ho- the summer holidays in eighty three. Um, I think I've probably. I mean, it was uh, Octopus was the first Bond I'd seen at the cinema since uh, Moonraker. I think I generally enjoyed it, but I I I think I've probably come to appreciate it more later. Um, you know, it says it came out in June, the sixth of June. Um, what, on here, but whether what golfing? Returned to general. No, octopus. Oh, yeah. octopus. Yeah. Um, and I think that I saw Octopussy at the cinema, which, again, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I was very rarely taken to the cinema um, uh, back in the day. Uh, and uh, But I do remember going to see Octopussy, whether it was partly because of my uh, my brother health yeah. thing again. I don't know. Um, One thing I, well, I kind of um, discovered, you know, looking at my mum's old diaries from the 70s, um, when it was a summer or Christmas holidays or whatever, we were going to the cinema all the time. I can only imagine it was quite cheaper in those days. But we we, we would go and see two films. You know, we we were going to the cinema practically every week uh, back in the seventies. Um, the film, films I long forgotten. <laughs> I remember at school. Um, well, I guess it was a treat, but I'm not quite sure whether it was end of end of term or something. But I remember, uh, and I don't remember how many of whether it was just my particular year or all of the school or uh, this was when I was at the grammar school we went to the cinema for a couple of sort of school outings I remember we went to see Crocodile of Dundee but I think it was Crocodile of Dundee too I'm not quite sure what year that came out but um, but, no, but it was a strange sort of yeah. film to take a load of teenagers to really you know? um, why well, I, I as I say um, I my first Bond film I went to see was Living That Die, and I was only five, and my mum took me to see it. You know, there's sex and there's violence and there's racism and there's um, there's scary voodoo stuff. You know, <laughs> she, you know, I, she didn't mind. You know, I, I was quite a little bit scared of the voodoo stuff. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but no, I, Octopus was all right. I, I. I'm not quite sure how I felt about Roger Moore's Bond or, or Bond at the time. I, I think later on it said, yes, I'm a Bond fan. Um, but I, I went through a phase where I don't think he was the kind of hero I wanted to... You know, I'd, I'd seen a lot of the early Bonds and they, I, find, I found them exciting. But I think I I went off the character for a bit. Um, and, I, you know, when I, I was sort of more into sort of benevolent heroes like Doctor Who... Um, the, one of the other 1983 films that was a, a a big one, which I didn't see at the time, but it's one of my favourites, um, is Educating Rita with Michael Caine and Julie Waters. I think I might just... I've, I've only ever seen it once, and I think that was on te- the, for telly. Um, I, it's into, I think it's one of Michael Caine's favourite film projects. Yeah, that, that came out around the same time as Octopussy in the UK. Um, came out um, 16th of June. Um, but... Um, it must have been one of, I mean, maybe when you think of it, it turns out it's not. But, but I would have said Julie Waters was. It was the beginning of, of, of her, being sort of more than just a TV person. I mean, I'm not sure how many films she'd done before that. Yes. She probably had done. I I have a feeling that, that kind of yeah yeah I, I'd say that put her on the map. Um, I you know late I suppose at that time she was known. Telly-wise, I think she'd she'd played a large part in um, Boys from the Black stuff, 
Um, so she was becoming very, she was becoming pretty well known on telly. But uh, it was fil- films. I think this was her one of her breaks. And it was actually before she, she was known for um, the sort of Acon Antiques. Um, yeah, yeah she'd absolutely. been doing. She'd done work with Victoria Wood, but um, they'd had Wood at the Wooden Waters show. But uh, uh, the actual really famous sort of um, sketches she did with Victoria Wood and uh, from from uh, a couple of years later, I would have thought. But uh, um, she was she was she was in that film. She'll be wearing pink pajamas. But, oh, that was actually no, that was nineteen eighty five. So it's after. I think it's a lower budget film, mm. and uh, it, it makes yeah. it make, makes you. Perhaps think it's because uh, educated readers is quite slick and sort of. I think Judy Walls is a funny one because I've I've I I think she's amazingly talented, but I've never been a fan, as it were. I've I've, I've kind of she's never kind of grabbed me. As, but even though I know that she's she does great things, you know, I she's she's a great performer. Um, I recently saw her. She's one of my favourites, actually, and she. I recently saw her in. Um, oh, what's that film with Emily? Uh, to, private dude. Um, Function? No. Uh, it's the one about Cynthia Payne. Um, looking at Wikipedia, Educating Rita was is listed as her first proper film debut. Um, I think because she's so good in that, I think I presumed that she'll be wearing pink pajamas came before it but actually it, it, that came after it but personal services from 1987 oh yeah um and and, and you know and, and of course buster that she did with phil collins that was a big film or always seemed to be because yeah think cause the, i like buster i don't think i've ever seen the film but i remember the songs we have it yeah yeah it's it's, it's well done it's it, um as i say it um probably prettifies the um great train robbers a little bit but uh, uh, amazing, Phil Collins is actually, you know, good actor in it. You know, and he's he's not really known for his acting, and uh, Julie Walters very good as uh, his his wife. Now I don't know if you've seen this, and I apologise if you haven't, but it sounds like your cup of tea, uh, or at least the actors do, because I know you like them as a pair in a, in another film. Um, do you know of Jigsaw, a film? Jigsaw Man? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I yes. knew you were going to say that. Yeah, because we bought it. I, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but we bought it um, in, uh, it must have been about 10, 15 years ago. And uh, I thought, ooh, you know, Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier and Michael Caine in a film 11 years later. And Spies. And, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, this is ticks and boxes. And uh, yes, we have it on our DVD collection. I must confess. I I was a little bit disappointed. I don't know whether I wasn't expecting something of the caliber of Sleuth. It's quite a good story, but um, the lead character, who's Michael Caine, and is is a spy. And you, I don't know you because he, 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 he's you you don't really know what he's up to. He, he's not a tremendously sympathetic character, um, and it's quite a dark film, and it's difficult to know who to like. It's the most very interesting because it's spies and traitors and things like that. But as I say, Kane's character I do have a problem with because at least two of his sort of friends in it get killed. Well, one get killed, and the other, you know, is is packed is packed off and tortured by Russians. And rather unsatisfactorily, you don't know whether whether she's alive or dead, or you know, off her mind, or you know, and you think actually 
that character deserved a bit better. So it's 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 a little uneven in terms of um, there's some good stuff in it and and it's quite challenging and but you you don't really know whether you're on the same page as the the lead character. Um, it's it's, Susan, it's good enough. We've got it. Yeah, it's got Susan George and Robert Powell yeah. and Charles Gray. But the, yeah, the, I mean it's some smashing people in it. How look? Uh, this is, I'm looking at Wikipedia here, um, but I'm I'm curious. But it says plus uncredited cameos from Max Bygraves, Arthur Negus, and John Mills. How did that happen? What and how and what? What's going on there? Do you remember? Do you I remember? think they must have been cut. I, mean, I, I would have recognised <laughs> any, all three of them. I mean, my mum was a big fan of Arthur Negus. Goodness knows um, what. Uh... I, I, I think they must have just floated by. But uh, we would we, we have watched it in the last year. But no, it's 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 worth a look. It's it's good stuff. But I personally didn't know how I felt about about certain aspects of it. You know, it's, it's, there's certain unsatisfactory. I mean, I take it that I take it that this is this is genuine and not some Wikipedia prank. But it says there are several uncredited <laughs> cameos by friends of Olivier and Kane who were invited to take part when they visited the set. These include Max Bygraves as third policeman. William Walton as Salvation <laughs> Army band leader, yeah. Arthur Negus, man in Trilby, and Sir John Mills as a well, cockney, they, as a Cockney bingo caller. If 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 that was the case, they would have slipped past our radar. Yeah. But I watched that with Ali, and she she would have picked up. She said not so much Negus, but she would have picked up by Graves and Mills like a hawk. She she would have rewound for those. Apparently, uh, I don't recall any of them. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch it again now. And, and there's another bit here. Dame Eileen Atkins was supposed to have leapt out of a wedding cake, but the scene was subsequently <laughs> cut as it was felt her cardboard and cellophane leotard was too obviously ill-fitting. This seems like this. <laughs> is this real or does somebody? I I am beginning to wonder. Yeah. I I, I think I I think they're taking the wee wee now because I I know it was a rather troubled production i think they've um the, uh, i think there were problems with it definitely mm. i think they ran out of money or something or but yeah I, I there was there were some unanswered questions that i found a bit haunting um mm. with, with it it's it's i yeah well as i said apparently, apparently it was going to be directed by mike by mike hodges who had directed kane get carter and pulp the, that film that we've mm. seen that, I bought mainly because I had been wearing big glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, it said uh, it says that Laurence Olivier, who had been ill on and off since the late seventies, collapsed on set. Um, that makes sense. But uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I I like his coming out of a cave. I I can't think of any part of the story that would justify that. <laughs> but um, no, interesting film, but. A little unsettling. Um, 83 is also the year of Superman 3. Um, uh, that's the one with the, the the girl gets attacked by that thing and she turns into a robot, I think. Yeah, Pamela Stevenson. Or is it Pamela Stevenson that gets turned into a robot? I can't remember which one. Oh, the one with Robert Vaughan and um, Richard Pryor. Uh, I think I might have seen that... Because my, my dad went through a phase in the 90s of um, watching films and he... He he went through a Bond phase, and he went through, and then he went through a Superman phase. And Superman kind of yeah. took over his his lo- his loyalty from Bond. Um, but I yes, he 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 was he, he was keen on. I Superman. feel like I, I may have seen that. If that's the one with the robots, that's 
or when they get turned into robots, that... that uh, yeah. It's a very chilling yeah. scene, actually. I've seen that. I've mean, seen quite a few films at the cinema in '83. The funny thing is, the poster for Superman Three, you'd expect it to be Superman carrying Lois Lane, but he's actually carrying yeah. Richard Pryor, which is. <laughs> ah! I think. Yeah, Richard Pryor. I think is sort of misguided inventor or something like that. It's a long, long time since I've seen it, but yeah. I think I've seen the first. Four Supermans. Yeah, I don't think I with, saw the fourth. Oh, no, I'm not interested in the the one. I, I, for me. Christopher Reeve is Superman. Uh, I, 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 I don't really. I can't. I'm not interested enough to sort of watch the really old one or the latest one. Or I, I just think, you know, it's it's one of those franchises that's been done to death. Um, but yeah, yeah I, Chris Reeve is my, my Superman. Of course, I we won't need to talk about it too much because we have done a, um, a, a, a Bond episode already. Um, but as well as Octopussy, you've got Never Say Never Again. Never say never again. Yes, I, I again. I, I've probably mentioned this, but I don't. I mean, there's some good stuff in it, but I think it was a bit of a waste of time. Really, I, 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 it was just a, a reboot of Thunderball, and just an excuse for Connery to come back. And I don't. The thing is, he he sort of made a big thing of coming back, and then I understand when when he died recently, they they sort of mentioned that it was his least favourite Bond film so it feels like <laughs> he, he kind of <laughs> it feels like you know a, a weird thing to do because it's not like it's not like Roger Moore was it, it's the sort of thing you imagine that if, if perhaps the Roger Moore franchise was going down the pan and was being criticised and, and you and you, 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 you but 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 it but people were quite happy with them Roger, Roger Moore's I, 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 well I think a lot of people felt that Roger Moore was too lightweight for the the part, but and um, and you know the the, the your, your actual Barry Normans and the discerning people, I think preferred Never Say Never. But actually, watching the two together, Octopus is an immeasurably more entertaining film. I mean, it, what's interesting because you you bought you very kindly bought me a um, book about um, the Clement and the Francis. Uh, the writers and they were brought onto Octopus. No, no, they'd never seen her again. To sort of pep it up, and it's interesting reading that section because it's it's got a whole bit with um, the the director just wasn't pulling it out of the hat, and they, they completely rewrote the beginning part where they, he, he goes on a training course, and you don't know he's on a training course; you think he's on a mission, and um, they put the music right across that and spoilt the tension. And um, it's interesting to see. Uh, it's a party game I have to, trying to guess which bits of Never Say Never Again were written by Lorenzo Temp- Temple Jr., which who wrote for the Batman fi- film and series, and which ones were Clement and Francis. You you try and winkle out the Britishness. There's actually, um, and there's this there's a scene with Q. It's a much different Q. It's a much funnier Q and much fr- more friendly with Bond. Um, and he. There's, there's a lo- that's a lovely scene, and I'm sure that was written by Clement and Francis because he he brings out, oh, sure, watch this object car, and uh, he brings out this little tube, and he goes, oh now this is my special device, Mister Bond. Uh, you take the tube off, stick it up your nose, and breathe into it. And it turns out to be an inhaler. <laughs> you know, one of those inhaler sticks. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to mention it because I don't know how famous the film it is, but as you mentioned, uh, uh, Clement and, and Le Fanet, um 
there's a film called Bullshot that came out in 1983, which is produced by one of them and directed by the other. Um, oh, but uh, I don't. I, it was made by George Harrison's Handmade Films, so it had good backing behind it. But I don't know that it was. If it was particularly, it's based on the stage play Bullshot Crummond. The name comes from a parody of Bulldog Drummond. Um, so uh, Captain. Captain Crummond is a World War One fighter pilot, Olympic athlete, racing driver, and part-time sleuth. He must save the world from the dastardly Count Otto van Bruno. But doesn't that actually sort of? I think it rings a slight bell. I, I certainly haven't seen it, and I, I, I'm sort of look, dipping into the book in bits. Um, but I, yeah, I've uh, I must look out for that. They probably mentioned yeah, that. I don't think they? there's anyone else um, uh, that's stupendously famous in it. So it probably wasn't a massive hit. Um, uh, this is also around the time talking about sort of um, franchises that were on the wane. It's the year that they did Curse of the Pink Panther, which is one of the two um, Pink Panther films made after the Peter Sellers had died. This one's got Joanna Lumley in it. Um, yeah. I I don't think they should have done. It. I, I I think by the seventies, I think the Pink Panther franchise was looking tired, and even before Sellers died. Um, things that the one with the inspector goes mad. I was thinking, I thought, no, this is this is really milking it now. And also, when you think about the the, the absurd thing about the Pink Panther is, it isn't. It, everybody thinks it's a sort of almost a code word for for Inspector Clouseau. It isn't. It's 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 a jewel that David Niven steals in the first film. It's got boggle to do with the rest of the franchise, you know. But they insist on calling it the Pink Panther. As it, what they're saying is return of a pink jewel, a revenge of a pink jewel, and, and ludicrous. Um, and you know, yes, he's he, you know when Sellers was still alive, you still had the comedy in it, and but I know it's just a, it's it, I mean it's just a franchise that just went on and on and and uh, just was had a lingering death. I think. <laughs> oh, the, um, it, it, now didn't we review this this film? Or we talk, yes, I think we talked about it. Uh, I was just um, Bloodpath at the House of Death. That was, oh yes, we with, watched with that. Ken yeah. Everett I, and Pamela Stevenson again, yes. and Vincent Price. I, yeah, I enjoyed seeing it. I, I remember. Um, I do remember um, it being advertised that Barry Norman reviewing it. Um, and but I, I have to say, um, I think it's. I, I think it's really cool that they got um, uh, someone like. Um, Vincent Price to, uh, on the, on that I think that's great um, and, uh, and and Gareth Gareth Hunt. There was a joke about a bat and a cricket bat. I can't remember quite how it went, but I remember laughing out oh, loud yeah. at that because it's so obvious. Yeah. But you still it's <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, sometimes oh, yeah. it's so sometimes <laughs> it's so obvious that because they actually do it, it makes it funnier because you think yeah. yeah. Kenny Kenny was funny because he he could be purely sort of toilet humour, which either works or doesn't depending on a point of view or he could be amazingly really um achingly funny um but this is an interesting experiment I, I i think it was it was quite fun looking at some of the films that came out in the states in 83 um well i'm sure it came out um well american films but i guess they came out both they came out in both countries but they perhaps were uh, the ones we've been talking about so far have been more british made films but um yeah. flash dance i don't think i've ever seen flash dance but oh. uh, 
I yes, I I I've, I remember enough about Flash Dance to think think like I can't remember whether I've seen it from beginning to end, but the young lady in it, Jennifer uh, Beals, Jennifer Beals. Um, um, now she inevitably did things to a fourteen-year-old lad. Uh, some of the publicity photographs of, of Flash Dance are even more exotic than the film. Um, so I, I think I probably watched it on a telly. You know, I didn't go and see it at cinema, but I watched it on the telly and uh, for purely boyish reasons. And uh, I like the music. I, I think Irene Irene Cara's. I prefer it to even fame the, the music. I, I think I think Flash Dance. What a feeling is great, great, great tune. Um, yeah, I, so I've certainly seen it, but I think only the once. We've got a few other. Uh, films that are famous, but I'm not sure I've ever seen them. Like Scarface uh, with Brian De Palma film and Silkwood. I'd like to see Scarface because I've read about it in my little Brian De Palma book. You got Silkwood with Meryl Streep, which again I don't think I've ever seen. Um, and then you've got Psycho Two, which I have seen. Which uh, it, is that the first sequel? The, I think there's more than yeah, one. Yeah, that's it? the one where I don't. I think you're meant to think that. Um, um, Anthony Perkins is the villain, but he's a, but he's actually being blamed for something somebody else is doing it. So they they kind of you've got staying alive. Um, I, I'm I'm never quite sure what that is. Is is that a sequel to um, Saturday Night Fever, um, or is it something completely totally different? It's got Johnny Travolta in, isn't it? Yes. What I didn't know is that it says it's directed by Sylvester Stallone. I can't imagine. <laughs> yes, it is the sequel. No, I can't. I, I can't imagine him directing Traffic. <laughs> I can't imagine it being his cup of tea. I, I mean, I don't actually know what it's about, but I presume. I mean, it's not going to be the most uh, a dance, uh, an American dance musical, isn't? Kind no. of the sort of film you imagine I... Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Maybe some, I didn't realise Maybe that. someone spiked our Wikipedia today. And it's, it's, I think somebody's having a giraffe right. with us today. They're for sure, for sure. Next. I need Atkins coming out of a cake. Max Bygraves is a policeman. That's I have seen Jigsaw Man in the last year. Right? We would have seen Max Bygraves. Surely to God we would have recognised Max Bygraves. And then it's gonna, we're going to get to a film where it says, directed by Bugs Bunny. Yeah, we're going to... Um, yes. Oh, uh, just a, a very, very quick divert. I, I actually, one of my COVID dreams uh, during the last year was my friend who I went to college with um, was somebody, a, a boyfriend arranged Max Byrace to come to the door and sing a song to her. And, and it's always, oh, my, he's my favourite. I thought, I don't think so. <laughs> I just, what's a stupid thing? What a stupid, wonderfully stupid dream. <laughs> it does say that it was panned by critics and holds a score of 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's anything to do with... Uh, I, has it got any... Do we know if it's got any link with Sasha? It does, say, it does say that it is, is it? the sequel. Um, but, oh. uh, presumably it has Tony Mandrone, uh, or whatever his name is, who, who was the... I don't think I've ever seen Sasha Night Fever. It has John Travolta as Tony Manero. Um, and... Yes. Uh, my mum was a big fan of it. She she went. She took my mum, my sister to see it at the cinema where my my her boyfriend at the time would not go and see it because she was an eighteen and she was she was seventeen. It had a sex scene in, 
and my 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 uh, then the boyfriend was oh I'm not taking this I'm not showing I'm not going to a film with you with a sex scene and my mum had no qualms she took <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Well, I think, you know, we've only dipped a toe into 1983, but I think uh, maybe we should get uh, Comedy to generate another year for us. Comedy, you've not mucked around with, you've not mucked around with Wikipedia, have you? It's nothing to do with me, Paul. If it says Sylvester Stallone directed it, then he did. All right, okay. Switch, okay, well, um, switch on your CET machine. <laughs> okay, Comedy, do, do your worst. Oh dear, oh dear. Here we go. Okay, um, we have nineteen sixty-seven. Nineteen sixty-seven. I think we can. I think we can run with that. Okay, thank you, Cromarty. Um So, Nick, is there anything that came out in sixty-seven you know just off the, you know, you know from your own favourites before we get um, the, the well? The list? I think, um, and uh, rather conveniently, I watched it within the last few weeks because we watched it um, on New Year's Eve. Is Casino Royale the original? The uh, well, I said the original. It was the the film that sort of production-wise it unravelled a bit because they meant meant it to be a straight bond, and it, it turned out to be a comedy one because they couldn't get and and the scripting went all over the place. It should be an unmitigated disaster. It probably is, but I love it. I think it's just so funny, and the, the individual bits um, you can see where Austin Powers came from in it, and and then and Woody Allen is killingly funny in it, and. I, I I just like it. I, I I just does it for me. You can't seriously call it a a, seri- a straight bomb film, but I don't care. I I think it exists. I don't think. I I it's unique. It's unique. They uh, and and funny. And uh, we showed it to a friend of ours who's in our bubble for the first time, and she loved it. I I just thought, oh, you want something funny, and you want some, you know, an action. I went, oh, I'll stick on. You know, I, I had a look down my list, and I thought, oh, Christina Royale. Um. It took an awfully long time to make, and I don't think it's could have rated. Uh, but I loved. I'd love to buy. I believe there's a book about the making of it out there somewhere, and I'd love to get it because it's such a checkered, troubled kind of production. <laughs> but, um, the other thing, uh, obviously, Bonafide Bond was um, uh, "You Only Live Twice," which is a pretty respectable one. Um, I, I probably I covered that on the Bond special. Um, there's on the subject of because of course the detect the the whole spy thing was still cooking on gas back in um, sixty seven. There's a there's a spy spoof called Matchless, which I believe was made by the Italians. I saw it years ago, probably in the seventies um, or may possibly the eighties, but very very long time ago. And I wouldn't mind seeing it again because it was seemed quite fun. Um, and there was one of the things that the, the lead character could do is make himself invisible, uh, which is a wonderfully s- silly idea. Um, what else? What? Talking about talking about spies, we've got um, billion dollar brain. Oh yes, late, yes, billion dollar brain. I've seen the, that a couple of times. I, I it, quite like that, that. That comes after the Ipswich file, isn't That's it? That's right. Um, yes, I saw it uh, rather bizarrely the first time I ever saw. Billion Dollar Brain was on the eve of my aunt's funeral in 1980. We 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 were up, but um, staying with my uh, 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 well, 
basically where you stayed in 95, um, Torview, with uh, my cousin and, and uncle. Uh, my aunt had just died, and uh, yes, we were on the night before, we, we sat and uh, there was Billion Dollar Bench. Yeah, I mean, they, Caroline always did like spy things, and uh, yeah, I've seen it since quite a few times. Yes, it's a bizarre film. I've seen that one, I've uh, definitely seen it Chris Farr, whether I've seen Billion Dollar Brain, I can't remember. Uh, it's quite fun. Uh, one, of, one of the uh, things that um, I remember reading in um, Michael Caine's autobiography was um, there's, there's a scene at the end where he's on these uh, large bits of ice and the sort of the whole thing goes into the, uh, the, the the sort of all the baddies go into the ice at the end and he was it was hardly any kind of self and safety back then you know it was kind of real ice and you know and I, I thought bloody hell you know you kind of read this you think however these things get maybe that's someone being killed but no it's I I'd like to I'd like to do the Har- the not Harry Berlin that was one of my characters. Um, Harry Palmer. Oh, Harry Palmer. Harry Palmer. That's right. Yeah, I'd like to do. Maybe I was thinking of um, the Harry Palmer films when I, I wrote Harry Berlin in the Old School Eye. Oh, it's actually um, the, it's actually the third. It's actually the third of the films. Um, you've got Funeral the, in Berlin. Yeah, that's number two. Yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, because of course came. I think, was, I think it might have even been his big. This and Zulu were his big breakthroughs because I mean uh, he. I think he went out very Chris Farr. He was saying he he went out and uh, bought a paper when it came out, read a review, and cried because you know they, they weren't very nice about it. But a billion dollar brain, yeah, it's an entertaining little film. It's directed by Ken Russell, which again wouldn't necessarily, because yeah. considering his uh, interesting reputation over the years. Um, yes. <laughs> now, one film that did come out in '67, which I associate with you because I saw you do it as a stage play, is Barefoot in the Park. Oh, lovely Barefoot in the Park. Here's something I I must have confessed. Apart from the after-production party, which I think you came to, uh, where we went round to Jackie Cameron's house and they stuck the DVD on. And beyond the bits I saw at that party, I've never seen it. I I think I bought it because you'd been in it. I wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite one of those things where... I'm always it's like the happiest days of your life. I'm almost afraid that if I watch it, I'll get a bit too gooey and and sort of nostalgic about being in it. But I you played the you played the Robert Redford part. I did. I was Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? I mean, God, it, you, always, I, you always knew it. I I still regard um, that show as my favourite of all the studio shows I did because it was just so. It was just a lovely part. Um, my my um, oh, who's the other one? Jane Fonda, who played the girl, didn't she? Uh, my Jane Fonda was Tamsin Jackson, who was gorgeous and actually m- much fitter than Jane Fonda, I have to say. Um, uh, and, I, I, I I, have and it was just lovely. I'd like to have seen Robert Redford. Um, do as well in Sutton Park as you do. I'm oh, not sure. I'm not sure he'd have coped. I don't, I don't know. I, you, you have to be a certain caliber. I don't think of he hasn't got the range, darling. He hasn't yeah. got the range. Um, but no, I've never, I've never seen it. But I have to say, I enjoyed it very much. I thought the script was marvelous. Uh, Neil Simon, I'm, I've, as a sideline, of course, he did the Sunshine Boys, which is was late, came later. The film came later, but. I've always said that I'm still acting at sort of 60, 65... Well, no, actually, 60's not too far away, actually. Um, if I'm still acting at, in my dotage, shall we say. 
I would love to do the Sunshine Boys because there's two really kind of hammy, kind of uh, vaudeville comedians. I'd love to play with. I'd, I think I've pitched that idea to uh, to um, Gareth Brownbill, you know, because he was he was about my age, and um, I said, well, we really we've got to do Sunshine Boys because we're both fans of the film. But no, I've I've uh, the script was like Sunshine Boys. The script for uh, Barefoot was witty and funny and pithy and and I I. I don't always kind of end up caring about the characters I play, but with that Redford part, um, I thought, you know, I, I he does something stupid at the end and you, you don't know whether he's going to get out of it. And you think, I, you know, these kids are mad in love. You, you've got to just, just, just sort of put your differences to one side and just get on with being in love with each other. And that was, that was it was charming. I, I will watch the film at some point, but um, I think having done the stage show you know i kind of think and also what the other thing is having because i i held out from watching happiest days of your life for 25 years uh because i was in the stage show and i have memories that are are happy and sad because of course my girlfriend then girlfriend jill was in it and she died shortly after so i've always thought i might get a bit not weepy exactly but melancholy um and if i saw it but in actual fact i was i was actually it's all right because i was actually disappointed with the film i I thought uh, my character was much better developed on the in the stage show so um i actually that, that it, it had i was disappointed but i was relieved i was disappointed <laughs> which is crazy but yeah barefoot yeah um neil simon super writer and um yeah i will i will go around to watching the film properly <laughs> one day there's a few other 67 films that I, I haven't necessarily seen and we don't have to talk about them for long if we have particular things but um, one of them I, I fancy would be interesting to see um, is The Comedians with Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor, Alec Guinness and Peter Ustinov all in the yeah. same film. I think that would just be worth seeing to yes, see all that's those he- Lots of heavyweights there and um, Burton's yeah. always worth watching. Yeah, um, that's, based, that's based on uh, a book by Graham Greene. Um, Burton, in, Burton interested me because I, I sometimes he do, sometimes for my money he phones it in a little bit, uh, but he's an interesting character. I find the, the actors behind the characters sometimes more interesting than the character. But Peter Sellers is another one, very complicated. Uh, I like complicated. I like reading about complicated actors. Yeah, I've got some. I've got a Richard Burton. I've got a couple of Richard Burton books to read. He was yes. born. He was born. He's got the same birthday. Well, birth. Yeah, date of birth. Well, no, day of birth. I don't know. Uh, ten, he's yeah. born, born on tenth of November. he was born not the same year, but the same day. Yeah. He was born the same year as my dad, so he he, um, he was, um, yeah, and uh, I, I, yes, he's he's always worth a watch. Sixty-seven is always for the year of the Dirty Dozen, um, and. Yeah. I've not, uh, not seen Doctor Doolittle uh, with Rex Harrison. We have Doctor Doolittle. Um, it's it's an alley thing rather than the me thing. I, I'm not a big fan of musical th- uh, film. Um, it's I, I remember seeing it when I was a kid, and uh, sort of almost in a vain attempt to recreate the sort of sensation of watching it on Christmas Day. Um, I actually did stick it on Christmas Day the year my mum died, sort of as a sort of attempt to recreate that I, it's not 
it's not a film I like particularly. I, I it's 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 jolly. It's fine. But um, I I like. I tell you who I like in it. Oh, am I getting this mixed up? Oh, Anthony Newley is quite fun in it. But no, I, it, Tommy Steele's not in it. I'm thinking of um, uh, Finian's Dream, which uh, no. Um, but Rex Harrison, I, I can't get on with Rex. I've never seen Rex Harrison in something I like. Uh, he's just grumpy. <laughs> he's just just as grumpy. And um, uh, there's stories about him being not particularly nice on the set. Um, I, he's just not one of those actors that does it for me. I, I just find him a, a bit cold. Um, and I don't think he was... I, it was a funny old story as well, because, you know, you've got this character who is dedicated to animals and big for the sake of a romance story falls in love with someone young enough to be his daughter. I thought, no, I, I, I'm not getting this. I, I'm, I'm all for romance in things, but uh, there's got to be a journey and there's got to be a, a believability. And this, yeah, I just didn't, but you know, it's, it's not a very good, I'm not, I'm not a doodle fan, I must admit. Uh, 67 is also the year of the, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and oh, carry on, I always thought, and carry on I always, doctor. I always thought Good the Man the Ugly was sixty six, but maybe um, maybe maybe it came out in sixty seven. Yeah. I know it was made in sixty six. Good the Man the Ugly, I quite like. Um, I've got we've got that. Um, we've got the, the the director's cut. You know, the, well, I, I don't know if it's director's cut, but we got the full, or you know, all all, all singing, all dancing DVD of it. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's. Very violent, very arty, and I get Clint. I, I'm, 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 even though I find his range a bit lacking, I, I do quite like Clint. Um, but yeah, he's, it's, it's a, it's a cracking good movie and a good piece of, the, a good piece of, um, good piece of film work as well. Um, now, it does go on a bit though. It's, it's, yeah. it's a very long film. <laughs> uh, carry on, Doctor. It says, although it says it's a sixty-seven film it also says it was released in 68 so i don't know if that's him oh. I, 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 yeah it's um, is that the one with i because there was doctor and doctor again uh, mm. was that the one with frankie howard as the lead character it, who yeah, has an frank, accident to the beginning yeah it's frankie howard um but i mean they were only they were still making it on the 20th of october so it would have been a Bit of a rush to have it. If it came out in '67, it was very late '67. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've sort of carry on. So I need to be in the right mood for. But um, we only actually own one carry on. That's carry on uh, uh, screaming. But uh, but no, I, I, you know, I've, if someone wanted to watch carry on, I'd, I'd say yes, bring it on, bring it on, carry it on. Um, Jim Dale, I think Jim, Jim Dale with was Barbara Windsor in that one. I just glue those two together. Uh, Jim Dale, Dr. Jim Kilmore, mm. Hattie Jakes, Barbara Windsor, Nurse Sandra May. I think that's where the, the old ma- ooh, matron comes from. <laughs> yeah. As far as things like Hammer are concerned, you've got Frankenstein created a woman. Um, what nice one, Frankie. <laughs> which I don't think I've seen that one. Um, yeah. It's a Peter Cushing one. Um, the fourth oh. film in the Frankenstein series. Uh, it's got quite a good poster. Anyway. Not that you can see that. <laughs> uh, the Mummy's Shroud. I think that's another Hammer film. That's got Andre Morel. 
uh, I think also played Quatermass uh, in the Quatermass. Now was he? Quatermass was sixty-seven. Quatermass in the pit, the Hammer yes, version. That's right. Quatermass yeah. in the pit was sixty-seven, wasn't it? Which I, I I like I like the Hammer version. I know you're supposed to say you like the BBC version more, but I think I like both for different reasons. You know, sometimes you haven't got time to sit down and watch six episodes or whatever it is, and you just yeah. want to watch an, a ninety-minute movie. Um, I mean, I think the good thing about that is that you've got the option if you want to see a colour version to watch the movie. If you want to see the original, um, and it's a very good example of black and white TV from the fifties. So yeah, you, it's win-win really, whichever version you choose. Yeah. But the the Sorcerers. I have a feeling that the Sorcerers is a film that Joe recommended when we talked about favourite horror films. Oh yeah. It's got Boris Karloff and and Ian Ogilvy and. Susan George and I think I went and bought it as a result of um, a couple of years ago we've got Ian Ogilvy's autobiography I think he mentions the sorcerers yeah, as well it's uh, weird To Sir With Love with Sydney, Sydney Poitou oh yeah yes um, we, uh, we've, we saw that quite recently I'm not sure I've seen it from the very beginning to the very end but it's a cracking movie what I've seen of it um Sidney Poitier, Judy... no um, Judy Geeson Judy Geeson yeah um, it's a nice nice brave film Tackling racism, good education. Yeah, it's 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 very worthy. And the last one, I think, which we'll mention, Torture Garden, which is one of the Amicus anthology movies, one of the earlier ones. In fact, it was probably the last one that I actually tracked down. I think I'd probably prefer the the 70s ones, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's got some interesting people in it. Um, Jack Palance, Burgess Meredith. Oh, I love Burgess uh, Meredith. Peter Cushing, Morris Denham. Um, oh, good stuff. Well, I think it's time we got um, Cromarty in to choose one last year for us. Okay, Paul. Uh, right, let me let me get the machine activated. Uh, we, will it be a rollover week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. I shall press the button now. Um, the year that has been selected is 1975. Oh, lovely. Uh, good, 1975, good, interesting. Good and choice, Machine. Yeah, we really should have asked Cuthbert to have done this, but uh, he is not available. He is doing panto at the moment. Oh, I guess... I guess uh, oh, now yes, you're robots, down. Oh, yes, I do. Ro- yeah. <laughs> robots in... Robots in Panto is probably the the pandemic way, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I can't pass on any... Any uh, nasty lurgies. Okay, nineteen seventy-five. Anything from seventy-five that comes to your mind? Yes. Um, oh well, uh, from my own favourites, I have to say, man, it would be King with uh, Michael Caine, Sean Connery. Excellent film. Really good. Good adventure. Lots of wry humour. Two anti-heroes, and uh, you know, it's 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 a film that John Huston tried to make has been trying to make since the 40s and son finally he made it and uh, good on him I, I, I think Kane and Connery are, are such a good team together and uh, it's spectacular and might be yeah I say might be not something that people would think was my cup of tea but I, I, I really I suppose I, because I, I have this book called Films of the 70s um, which I bought in the 80s and um, I read a lot of about films that 
I later thought, oh yeah, I'd really like to see that. And I, there are still films in that book I haven't seen. But the other, the other one I uh, saw very recently um, in uh, Talking Pictures, one wonderful Talking Pictures TV, which is what's something we haunt very frequently, is Day of the Locust, um, which has got. It, it's a wonderfully different sort of movie because it's about the nineteen. 30s the, the the film industry and how ruthless it was and the egos and and it's got a really some quite frightening scenes in it you know and, and quite brave um and uh it's got that origin that film originated homer simpson uh because there's a character called homer simpson played by um donald sutherland who I've, i i think is is terrific actor and um he yes he's he plays a sort of a rather um, hapless, sort of simple, simple sort of chap called Homer Simpson, and that, that apparently is where the name came from. Um, but I was, I was really enjoyed seeing that for the first time. It's a bit long, and it's very dark. Um, again, Burgess Meredith in it, um, and um, it, well worth a watch. Actually, it's it's interesting. It's very unusual, um, and quite harrowing but you know it's, it's it wouldn't be made today it's it we considered too edgy now i think um but good to see you um some of the, the i mean these aren't necessarily ones i've seen but they jump out at me because some of them, some of them because they've got people in that i know from other things but uh, um the the adventure of sherlock holmes is smarter I mean, brother i've never seen that. i've heard of it it's a gene wilder yeah. gene wilder film with marty feldman yeah. and uh, madeline khan I mean, I, and Roy i Kinnear. like quite it's a good cast but um, I've always, I've, I've, the, from the title, I've, I've always kind of thought, hmm, one joke film. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> I thought to myself, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be done with a lot of style because the guys in it are really good, but yeah, yeah, would it be worth it though? I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it and, and, and enjoy it enormously, but maybe we ought to sample it at some point. Um, Jaws. Um, I've, I, I saw Jaws because I, I, I was actually, you know, I was still, as you said, I was a nervous child. But looking back, I'm quite amused by the things I was morally outraged at when I was a teenager. And one of them was the fact that in 1980, I can't, is it 82? Uh, as a Christmas film, because we, we always have to have a Christmas film treat. And, as you, you know, I've, I've, uh, I, I think with... Um, uh, that that year they stuck us in front of Jaws and I thought it's an 18 for goodness sake and I, I was <laughs> I was not I, I, you know I wasn't comfortable with this and I thought it's an 18 I might be scared <laughs> and and so I actually watched Jaws without my glasses on uh, I watched E.T. without my glasses on that, that was because I forgot my glasses <laughs> and yeah. I actually my mum watched E.T. On, on with, we, we, we shared my mum's glasses mum watched one half of E.T. and I watched the other um, a very unsatisfying way to watch a film, and probably explains why I've never rated ET. But um, but no, I've uh, Jaws. Yes, yeah, so I've seen Jaws. I've seen a blurred Jaws. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was a bit of a wuss. Um, but one day I will watch it all the way through. I recently unearthed an interview with uh, Robert Shaw as as uh, on Facebook. I put it on my wall, and he's terribly funny. And he's obviously had a few, and he's sort of saying, you know, kind of. When you're 
I, you know, with my death scene, you know, I, I get, I'm really in that with the jaws of the shark, with the it's hydraulic, and it's not very nice. What <laughs> you've got this tough guy actor, and he goes, it's not very nice. <laughs> but um, it's it's really fun. Yeah, I'd like to see. I, I think the time is right to see Jaws. I can't be bothered with Jaws two, three, four, five, and uh, to delete where applicable. I don't know where they stopped making Jaws, but I think I think it's more, as a franchise, it's more gums now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd def- definitely like to see Jaws again. I'd rather watch Jaws than uh, again. Uh, I'd rather watch Jaws probably the first time than watch ET again. I was <laughs> in terms of Spielberg. But <laughs> uh, moving on to a couple of turkeys. Um, um, carry on behind one of the well it was the 27th of 31 carry on films but um, it was the first entry not to be scripted by Talbot Rothwell and it it was missing Sid James because he was busy touring in a play which eventually killed him yeah it's still got Kenneth Williams Kenneth Connor Jack Douglas all I remember about behind it was an archaeological dig I think all I remember about behind is Adrian Poster and Kenneth Williams and, and a language barrier between the two because she played a sort of a foreign lady and uh, I remember Adrian Poster showing her bum at the end and that's about it really I, that's all I remember about Gary on behind it, it, it's one of two that um, Windsor Davies oh yes he, he was a late late comer to the yeah. Carry Ons mm-hmm. wasn't he and I think it's the last one with Bernard Breslau um, and Patsy Rowland it's the last one that she was in oh lovely Patsy Rowland um, the other one, which I, I, I'm not sure I'd fancy seeing, is Eskimo Nell with um, Katie Manning oh. um, and Christopher Timothy and Roy Kinnear, but I think that's probably a sex comedy. So, um. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> 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 you might want to sample that one. Oh, yeah, um, you know, there is a... <laughs> outside this religious Anglo-Catholic boy, there is a, a sexual libertine in, I in, in wa- the wing. I couldn't, wa- I couldn't watch a sex comedy with a Doctor Who companion in it. It would be... Oh, I could, just not yeah, but it's Katie Manning, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel very... Oh, I feel come very... on, she's posing you with a darling. <laughs> I know, I don't approve. I know, it, it would be like seeing one of your aunts undress, I suppose. Well, it's better it? seeing Tom Baker in Lives and Loves of a Sheep. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, that felt a bit strange, off. didn't it? I must admit. Um, um, but yeah, I, I've, I, I think we, my mum and I watched that and we roared with laughter when Lives and Loves of the She Devil or something. We thought, Doctor Who nude. Uh, but but uh, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, if, if, if somebody came in with Eskimo, I wouldn't walk out the door. Um, now this is a bit of a tacky one but it's one of is a, a sort of guilty pleasure um, I don't want to be born which is a sort of sort of um, I, 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 when, when did the omen when did the omen I don't know if it was, it's a rip off year of, after yeah so it can't be a rip off of the omen but it's very much of that sort of genre where you've got an evil kid and um, um and it's got Joan Collins in, and Ralph Bates and Eileen Atkins and um, and, and it's just it's it's yeah I I, I do enjoy that it's one of my favourites. Uh, yeah, I mean we, you and I like turkey, so don't yeah. we? Yeah, um, the land that time forgot uh, with land that time forgot. Doug, um, Doug McClure, I know Keith Barron. The gate. I wouldn't be at all surprised if some of those we went to see. So as I say. Before in the seventies, we went to the pictures. What seemed like every week, um, 
Land That Time Forgot. I'm not 100% sure whether I saw that. I've seen it since, years ago. It's got Anthony Ainley in it as a, as a German. <laughs> One of the very strange things my friend told me about that uh, Land That Time Forgot. They were in, they were in a... Um, I don't know, it's probably pulling his leg, but there was there, there was a bit where he was in a um, a lift with Anthony Ainley and they got talking about uh, Land That Time Forgot. He was at, uh, and Ainley said said for me, oh yeah, Doug McClure was very generous. He gave us a sort of bottle of whiskey each day. And, and just as uh, Anthony Ainley was getting out of the lift, he said um, uh, to my friend, it's a shame we've had to kill all those... Um, monsters at the end or something or kill all those dinosaurs at the end and then just walked off (laughs) (laughs) Um, now Monty Python and the Holy Grail my favourite Monty Python film yes I think I've I've seen that I've kind of I I didn't think it was too bad as I say I've with the the sort of the the Monty Pythons that, that sort of not you know go, go, go into hardcore religious grounds I, I kind of a little bit but no that, uh, as i say uh, um i didn't think it was too bad i've never seen life of brian uh, uh, not because i don't you know I've, I, i'm not one of these people that criticize it but having seen loads of clips i i, I know it isn't for me um so i've i've, I've sort of rather than slag it off i've, I've sort of right I, I, you know I've, i don't think i'd enjoy it um, but no, uh, Grail seemed to be alright. Um, 75 is also the year, uh, presumably, this is a better example of the series. Um, the Return of the Pink Panther, which uh, is only the second Pink Panther film after A Shot in the Dark in 64. Oh, yes. So. I, I don't think it was too bad. I, is that the one with uh, Chris Plummer and Catherine, um, I think Catherine, Catherine Shell? Shell. Yeah. yeah. That's quite a nice one, actually. Um, Again, I, I I think the whole after the Pink Panther, the original. I think having another film called the Pink Panther is is nonsensical when you when you as I say the Pink Panther is a, a diamond. Um, so the diamond doesn't return. The the, the the Pink Panther still gets its name. Shot in the dark's all right, you see, because that's a that was the second one, and that was all right because it was called Shot in the Dark. It wasn't called the Pink Panther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you start you, you start calling things the Pink Panther again. Um, Where's the jewel? I think having the, I think I suppose they just wanted to have that the cartoon Pink Panther image. The Pink Panther, yes. Otherwise, they could have just had Clouseau in the title, and that would have been enough of a draw. Yes, yes, I would have thought so. But no, I think, uh, like you say, I think we we've we haven't quite exhausted the franchise at this point. There's. Sellers is still firing all cylinders and, and rather more importantly, still alive. Um, and um, he's, yes, I, I, from what I remember, I, I remember I watched it at a time when I was in a big Catherine Shell kind of, you know, I, I like, you know, I, I particularly fancy Catherine Shell. Uh, so I, I uh, yes, I, I think I probably watched it on the basis of that. So we're talking about the early 80s, I guess. Two big musicals this year Rocky Horror Picture Show and Tommy. Um, both of which we have um rocky horror i think i probably feel the same way about rocky horror as you do not totally anti but i it's it's never quite grabbed me by the balls like it has some people i think it's unique um and i like it's a sort of weirdness which is a bit like um vic reeves big night out you know it's a sort of very surreal but yeah i mean Ah, no, he, uh, Ali's, Ali likes it. 
um, I like, you know, I'll sit through it. I won't have a problem sitting through it. It has somewhat poignant memories for me connected to a, a lost love, but so uh, that's one of the reasons yeah. that, uh, that uh, I, I, I don't, I don't like it, or um, well, well, I don't like it. Yeah, but the second time I remember watching it, having avoided it, was with you in that pub in Sheffield. That's right, that, and that was my first time watching it. And uh, by contrast, I associated it with a recently found love because because I'd, I'd I'd been seeing Ali for about a month at that point, but I'd never seen Rocky Horror before. I say I'm glad. I mean, if you know, I I wouldn't sort of. You know, if if it was um, if Ali wasn't a fan, I I probably wouldn't bother having it on DVD. But uh, uh, it was interest. It's interesting to watch it now and then, and there's some good people in it. Um, and yeah, it's I I admire the fact that it's being crazy. Um, but no, you know, bless him, Tim Curry is a great guy, and and um, and uh, Charles Gray. Um, it always it, I think about Charles Gray and he you know he did the narrator, and um, later later he turned down Doctor Who. I thought to myself, well, you know, sort of playing an art scene Doctor Who, you know, you'd rather dress up in women's clothes and, and narrate things. Uh, no, it's it's weird, it's weird and unique, and I I, I admire it rather than like it. I think <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but uh, I, I I admire what it's trying to do. Another big one, uh, but Tommy, I don't think I've ever seen from. I think I've seen bits of Tommy. I think works slightly better. Um, again, I'm not a huge fan of musicals, but this is. I think it's got a lot of interesting things to say about um, people with disabilities and things like that, and and the the, the abuse that they suffer. Paul Nicholas plays a very nasty character in it that does horrendous things to Tommy. Um, dear old um, Oliver Reed being very scary as Tommy's dad. Yeah. It's it's quite a good film. I wouldn't rate it as one of my, you know, among my favourites. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's good. You also got things like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I have seen and I do own, but haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think I enjoyed the film, but I, um, I'm not the biggest Jack Nicholson fan. Um, no, I, I, it's one of the ones that I read in the the um, films of the seventies yeah. book, which I had. Um, I didn't actually get to see it until probably the naughty. We we have the DVD. Mm. I think we probably bought it in the noughties, and um, it's one that Ali rated, and I mm. was keen to see. And um, she was a bit worried about me because, of course, it came out at the time. Well, basically, it touches upon a lot of the things mm. that my dad went through. Uh, I electroconvulsive therapy, uh, which is what he he he's. ECT, you know, where they, 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 the horrible barbaric thing, and, and which they did to treat my dad's depression, and uh, she was a bit worried I might be upset about that. But I was interested yeah. more than upset, and um, and the the whole the whole sort of treatment of mental health is is something that's interest interest mm-hmm. interest to me. So I enjoyed it, and, and Hong Kong Fu uh-huh. makes an appearance. Um, yeah, Scatman yeah. Crothers, uh, he he plays the black janitor in it, and um, yeah, we we actually we're doing with with, with films. We're doing the the ends. Uh, we'll be going through all our films in alphabetical order and yeah. rewatching them all. And we're on the ends at the moment. We're doing two sex comedies with Ray, not now Comrade, and not now um, Darling at the moment. And uh, we we so we start. We're very nearly with the mm-hmm. O's. So we will be doing One Flew with the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest very soon. I don't mind. I don't mind um, 
Nick, Nick is alright in the good part. I can't comment on The Shining because I've never seen it and I've never read the book. So, but I, I can see where he might grate. I want to watch One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest again because I've only seen it once and I think I bought it when DVD, um, like, when I was first by sort of accumulating a DVD collection. Yeah. And I think it was one that was quite yeah. cheap at the time. Perhaps I bought it in a sale thinking I ought to see this because yes. I've seen it. And, no, I was going to say, there's actually a, um, I think, is there a character called Nurse Ratchet in it? I think. Yes, um, there is. Yeah, yes. The, 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 um, there's a series on Netflix which is all about her. Um, I watched the first episode and I, I quite enjoyed it. But, I mean, I'm not sure how, you know, really it, it um, it's just taking the character from that film and doing something I think with it her. Is. It's, it's a memorably nasty character, yes, so yeah. I, I think it's a good good one to have. With yeah, going back to Nicholson, I yeah, I, I there's there's some things I enjoy. Some he you just want to shove his head down the bog. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, I like him as the Joker. Um, I think you know, sort of, you needed that manic energy for that. Um, there's other films I'm, I'm sort of divided on. I mean, have you ever seen Chinatown, um, the Roman Polanski? No, film? that's another one from the book that I'd like yeah, to see. Yeah, I, I saw that very recently. I, I bought that because I've seen quite a lot of Roman Polanski films from the 60s and 70s, and um, sort of a, 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 a film noir crime. Thing. And, and I think because it was so highly regarded, I didn't not enjoy it, but it was quite. I, I don't know. It's never going to live up to the hype, really, I, is it? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of quite. Trouble with hype. Yeah, it was quite sort of. Yeah, that, that, that was fine, but it, I wouldn't have said it was a great, great, great film. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe I need to watch it again, or maybe I was missing something. But, but I, I, um, going back to one flew over. Um, what's interesting, sort of reading the. Uh, behind the scenes stuff is of course it was directed I think if I'm right by Michael Douglas um, and he was because Kirk Douglas apparently played the Nicholson part uh, on Broadway for years because it was a stage show before then um, and uh, was fully expecting to be playing the part um, on the film it was produ- it produced it, by it, Michael it, Douglas produced, not, sorry, not directed I beg, yeah. I beg your pardon produced by him um, and Douglas said to his father, "You know, you, no, you're, you're you're actually too old now." And so he actually got Nicholson in. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's 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 a good film. I like, I quite like it. I as I say, it'd be interesting to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again uh, in a few weeks' time. Just um, two or three others before we finish. Um, one of our dinosaurs is missing. That was a, oh, a fun one. I went to see that. I went to see yeah. that at the cinema. Um, it was one of those films you took to see. They took the kids to see. Um, to Peter Ustinov, Chinese up, very politically incorrect. Mm. Um, it was a nanny thing, you know, because nannies were big at the time. You know, obviously with bedrolls and broomsticks, and the, you... the, 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 the the spectre of Mary Poppins was still very much in evidence. Yeah. Um, Helen Hayes, yeah, like Helen Hayes, yes, who I knew from Herbie. I would, I would have seen Herbie Rides again I saw the previous year uh, and uh, yes definitely remember seeing that little John Pertwee um, cameo John Pertwee yes. yeah <laughs> post Doctor Who John Pertwee um, and and, and the, the the fun of having these dinosaurs being manoeuvred hither and thither yeah I quite enjoyed it it's not a I remember we watching it in the 80s it's not a film I particularly want to see again but it, it's very fun this is one that um, catches my eye, but I don't know anything about it. Um, but I think we should um, uh, just just dip into it quickly. Um, 
a film called Peeper, American mystery comedy film, um, directed by Peter Hyams and starring Michael Caine as Leslie C. Tucker, a bungling private investigator, a send-up of 1940s oh. film noir. Um, oh, wow. So I'd never heard of that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd quite like to see that. that it's, got, uh, it's got Natalie Wood. Um, it's got, a th- well, an actor called Thayer David, who I recognise from Dark Shadows, um, who, who is quite... quite well, he, he plays a, a number of different characters in Dark Shadows uh, for many years. Um... Yeah, Michael Caine and Natalie Wood are the the most famous yeah. names. Um, yeah, never heard of that one before. Uh, oh, there's a Sissy Spacek film called Catherine, which she plays a terrorist or something. And I years again, I saw this years and years ago, but that was seventy five, I think. Catherine with a C or Catherine? No. Yeah, uh, Catherine with a K, I think. Oh, Catherine with a K. Not, uh, I got, not on my I, list. I, I, never mind. I think it's years since I've seen it. It's pre carrying Yeah. I saw, um, not from 75, but it's from 77, I think, a film called Three Women by Robert Altman. And that oh, yes. Ha- that ha- yes, yeah, that has, um, yes, that's got yeah, Sissy in it, and, yes. Um, and uh, uh, Shelley, Shelley from, from The Shining. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah, so, yeah, um, it's funny. Yes, I remember, I remember Three Women. Um, Shampoo, and I have seen that. That came out in '75 with Warren Beatty, Julie Christie, yes. Goldie Hawn. Yes, I think I, uh, Shampoo. I, I think I probably watched in the mm. '80s at a time when I was a lusty teenager <laughs> and watched anything with sex in it. Yeah, um, I can't remember much. But yes, yeah, so, so I have I have seen Shampoo. Yeah, I can't yeah. much back then, but I did sort of one that I I'd always sort of see, seen, wondered what it was all about. Um, oh, yeah. Oh yes, I mean Beatty's. BT, you know, he's one of those characters you're never going to get huge variety with. With, but he's he's an interesting. It's almost autobiographical, mm. I think. In fact, I think it might have been. Um, but no, he's yeah, he plays a a hairdresser that just shags yeah. anything uh, that goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite yeah, it's worth a watch. Had Goldie Horns in it. Um, yes, I, I, you're mentioning um, the Sunshine Boys earlier. And uh, ah, that's yes. seventy-five. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but there was a a nineteen ninety-six TV adaption with um, Woody Allen. Um, I'd love know, to I see that because yeah. I think uh, I, I've never seen it, but I reckon Woody yeah. would would have pulled that off I very really. well. But no, I I absolutely love I li- I like I like George Burns anyway, and um, there's a there's a film I'd like to rewatch that I used to I saw because when I was going through my Brooke Shields, though, just you and me, kid. Which has got um, Brooke Shields and uh, George Burns, and I, I'd like to see that again at some point. But yeah, George Burns and Walter Matthau. Apparently, Woody was asked to direct it, but he was more interested in playing the George Burns character yeah. rather than directing, and, and so he declined. But <laughs> that is the that is the that is the, reckon, is the character reckon. he played in the nineteen ninety six version. Yeah. Eventually, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd definitely like to see that. Um, I think it, it would be good. I don't usually like remakes, but yeah, I, I, Woody Allen's in it. I think it'd be worth it. Uh, but I, I, I would love to get it on. I, I, I've never found a copy of Sunshine Boys on DVD. I'd love to get it. I used to have it on video, um, but uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to own a copy again because um, it's, it's super film. Probably the last film for this episode. Uh, it's one of my favourites from 1975. 
uh, is uh, the Stepford Wives with Catherine Ross and uh, um, directed by Brian Forbes. Um, and and it, it, I, it, it's one that I, I come back to. I watched it quite recently. Um, Again, I've never yeah. seen it, but I know when, when we did Prison in the Sun, um, somebody mentioned it was there was an element of it which was like the Stepford Wives, and I cannot remember who said it or, or I, having never seen Stepford Wives, I'm, I, I can't really compare. So it's but. based on a book by Ira Levin, who also wrote um, Rosemary's Baby and lots of other really good yeah. books. Yeah. Um, most of Ira Levin's books seem to be made into films at one stage. Uh, he did A Kiss Before Dying yeah. as well, which I recently watched the, uh, is it early 60s? I think it's early 60s version and the 1980s or maybe 1990s version. I watched them back to back to see which one I preferred. But, but yeah, Stepford Wives um, also got remade um, very badly in the noughties with um, Nicole Kidman. I mean, maybe it's better than its reputation, but I doubt it. But uh, it's one of those films I like the original, and uh, um, yeah, it's one of the few films that I've seen with um, with Nanette Newman because her husband directed it. So, um, oh right, yeah, Brian Fox, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's a nice little sort of. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, along the same lines really as, as Rosemary's Baby, but to just a different setup. Anyway, well, thank you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's it's, it's um, interesting to uh, re- rediscover a few that I, I'd forgotten about. Yeah, I think uh, it was it was nice to have the uh, an unknown element. So we had nineteen sixty seven, nineteen seventy five, and nineteen eighty three. So we we'll just have to remember which years yeah. we've covered if we do it again. And 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 th- oh. th- thank you very much, Cromarty, for uh, conjuring up the years. It was my my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Well, listeners, uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, maybe we'll do another one like this again soon. uh, And thanks to you, Nick, for being here. Pleasure. Pleasure. Listeners, we still have some bits and pieces to share with you. First up, here comes another Sudden Park clip from episode 910, which was recorded in July 1995. This follows on from the scene we shared with you in our last Shy Life podcast edition. Enjoy! What are you trying to say? No, I'm trying to say, Paul. Someone is killing off my identities, destroying any hope I have of becoming one again. Who? You, Paul. You're the murderer. Come on, Paul. Isn't it obvious? Didn't you leave enough signs there? What? I'm being systematically killed, facet by facet, and you are the killer. Me? The killer? What do you mean? 
I was in, yes, I was in Salisbury last week, but I was helping, I was busy doing episode 900. Every was, time something happens, you're there. I wasn't well, in Paris. Evidence of you. Yeah, um, but your, your hat was. I, no one else has that tasted hats, Paul. No one else I know. Could be back off. He's, he's turned up again recently. I mean... And be, Edinburgh? I haven't been to Edinburgh since 1990. I mean, we went for a holiday to Scotland. I haven't been there. You know how the plastic people follow you around, Paul? Seriously, do you think one of them would be up in Edinburgh if you weren't nearby? Well, who was it? Do you know who it was? It wasn't George. Well, no, it can't be George. He's at my place. I don't wonder who it could be. I don't know their names. All I know is it's one of those characters who usually hangs around you. Well, don't make me sound like some, some sort of some, Someone who obviously thought better of things, so had to die as a result. Oh, you can't make these allegations. Viewers, this is... This, this is awful. You know I not. I didn't murder anybody. I have nothing to do with this. It's allegations, I don't understand them. I'm innocent. Look, woman, I tell you, I have not murdered anybody. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm out to help. I'm out to help. Can't you understand? Someone's trying to frame me. Look. Look, I will accept there is a certain amount of doubt. That's why I haven't done anything to you yet. I'm going to give you 24 hours to prove it. 24 hours? 24 hours. Um, look, if you come back home to my place, I'll... Will you set somebody else's, um... No, um... No, no, Paul, you've got 24 hours to prove your innocence. Yeah, but... Can, can, can At the end I... of that time, I'm going to kill you. Okay. Yeah, but can I can I use get, like get Horner as a witness or Clive as a witness or something? If you really want to. Well, I'll, you come back to my house and we'll have a talk with somebody and try and get some evidence. I don't know. I don't like being framed. It's. Oh, I don't like having my personality being killed off. I, no, I don't. I, I, I perfectly understand. I, I, I can empathise. I, I can understand that. Obviously, you wouldn't. Well, come on. Babylonians. Oh yeah, I'd like to be called a Babylonian. What? Oh, you just stand there and read that. Um, um, I'm not, I'll find you somewhere to sleep tonight if you want. If you don't try and kill me for stuff. What? If you don't try and kill me for stuff, you can stay here whilst I try and get some proof. Oh, no, I'm still killing you right now. I haven't seen anything so far. Yeah, I know you I've haven't. Seen a but film, which I'm not quite convinced how that proves you didn't kill my. No, I, I wasn't using it. I just went. I just was just entertaining you. Hor Hornets sort of around. I took okay, you to the Paul, cinema. No, I, I promise took you, to you I'll kill you very quickly because okay, you're a good Okay, friend. well, I took you to the, f the, the pizza. I took you to the other place just to feed you, and you can stay in my house, then you can kill me later if I can't find any. Um, Clive, where's Corner? Can I. Okay, well, if you. if you Well, yeah. Okay. We'll talk to Horn later. Apparently. He's not in at the moment, but... I'm really pleased with this. Yeah, I'm really pleased as well. I'm really seriously me. pleased with this. Great, I'm not. I don't mind quality. Ow! All you have to do is stand there and be killed. There's nothing physical. Meanwhile, meanwhile, down in the kitchen, something is about to happen. Oh. Oh. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me, Gorgongast. That is your name, yes? Thank you for helping me. It's all white. It's all white quality. I don't mind. Oh, you don't mind. Oh, I can't let those... those other ones, those evil blokes... I can't let them do what they were doing to you. You want to know who you are, don't you, Quamity? You want to know about your past? I might better help you, mate. I might better help you. You might better hear the truth. The truth about yourself. The truth about everything, mate. Oh. Oh. Thank you. 
My goodness, please tell me, who am I? What am I doing? Right, okay, yeah. You wanna know about yourself? You wanna know about your past? Oh, goes but a long way, mate. You were a nice bloke when you were, you know, you've been reconverted, you've been brainwashed. The train, they tried the same thing with me. It didn't work with me either, that's why I'm like I am. I'm alright now. I'm not brainwashed and evil like them, and nor are you now. Oh, only there were more like us. Oh, I can tell you though, we were an evil bunch. We were like them. It's a long story, mate. I'll tell you though. Oh, dear. That's why they kidnapped you. You were a failure like I was. We, we, we're as good as fugitives, mate. They want us dead. They would try to use us for evil purposes. To, you know, spies and stuff and... Oh, mate. They just want us dead now. We're just failures to them. Oh. That is awful. It's awful, Gorgengast. If you had not saved me, I would be dead. Please, you must tell me. Tell me the story of the truth. Please, I must know. Oh, oh dear. Clive, where is Paul? Wanted to speak to me about something, did he? Oh, where is he then? It's 8.25am. I don't know. I'm sure you can wait for me. I, I've got to go and pop down to, um, thingy. I guess I want to go to Crystal Palace for you. Is that the, um, the, the egg? It's sort of, well, you know, it can't be very long till it hatches, so I really must go and see to it. I'll be back soon. It won't be very long. I don't know. I don't know what Paul wants to speak to me about. Perhaps it's about Kerry or something. Oh. Oh dear. Oh dear, where's Horner gone? Oh, he's gone into those cupboards. It's going to be ages. It, it, it's a weekend. It's a busy weekend. And, and, well, he'll get caught in the traffic. Oh, silly fool. And Paul won't even talk to him. Horner won't get back for hours. Oh. Listen, um... Robin, um... It's not 24 hours here, I know, but, um, I've just checked about Horner and, and he's gone out. Um, he's gone out, that's he, convenient. He's gone off down to Crystal Palace or something to do something. No, no I don't know where he's gone, he's saying about Crystal Palace. I just talked to Cleo, a friend of mine, and she said uh, that he's gone off down there. I don't understand where he's, he's been going off and doing strange things recently in some project he's doing. He never really explained it to me. Um, but, but Cleo says there's a big traffic, traffic, traffic jam, sorry, in the cupboard network we got. And he could not be back for hours. Um, doesn't sound very good for you, does it? And Cleo and Clive, well, they they have they weren't there. That they have got no proof that they they, they can't support me because um, I don't I really don't know what I can, I can do, Robin. Um, I can make you a nice sandwich though, um, which might be a bit of a. Uh, oh yeah, I never kill on empty stomach. Do you really still have to kill me? Well, I'm thinking about it, but I can't think of any alternatives yet. I didn't kill your Robin, your, your other selves. I, I would never have done that. Robin was a friend of mine. I could that business with the gun. That was an accident. You know that was. We've discussed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Um. Oh, knives. Um. Yes. Oh, I see. You don't need to look in that drawer. You really don't. Um. Nice search. What did you do with these, Paul? No, they're just kitchen knives and stuff. I wonder if that's one place person Edinburgh would say.
who, who was this inflatable person? I don't know. I don't know. He couldn't talk, somebody th slit his throat. As you said, but I don't know anyone who's inflatable. Not, not, not any, well, not who's dead, anyway. Oh. You'd say that anyway, wouldn't you? What do you mean I used to? Yeah. Um, listen, um... Right, I think I've got an idea. What? It's a bit dangerous, but as I'm going to kill you anyway, it doesn't really matter, does it? No. I think that statue's dead. I think... I think there's a nexus point nearby where, um, uh, Yes, that's it. Um, uh, old court site. Um, uh, we can we can prove whether you're innocent or guilty there. Listen, no, I'm fed up with this thing. I don't I don't want to have anything to do with it. I, I'm not going to be killed. You're not going to do this to me. I'm sorry. Oh. Tell you what, when I have nothing to do with it. I have none of this, Robin. Oh, hello. It is you. Oh, hello, Robin. Who is you? Oh, oh, fine, thank you. That's good. Oh, I, I, oh, that's nice. You um, have a nif in your hand. Yes, I, I have. I was going to show it to Paul. I think he'd like to look at it. Oh, you, I heard some shouting or something when I was coming downstairs. Was that you? You are not ag you are arguing? No, no, not Paul and me. We're great friends. Um, uh, um, it, is, it is a nice nif. Yes. It's not. Look, there's a bigger nif in the drawer. Don't use that one. It's a really long one. Uh, that that one. There. That's a good niff. That's much better, don't you think? Oh, yes, that is sharp. Yeah. Lovely. It's slipping beautifully. What do you mean? Oh, dear. Look, Robin, I tell you, I'm not going to stand for this. Yes? Uh, Robin, Robin, please. Look, don't kill me. I'm quite willing to. I didn't mean to argue with you. I'm quite willing to listen to you. To, 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 uh, look, look, please. Don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh, such mysteries. He's <laughs> crazy. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Perhaps all my favourite films came from 1972 as well. If we hit 72, I think we might have to start again because we. we <laughs> um, I have a list of some of the some of the films that came out in '83 in both Britain and the UK. So. Same same place. Um, no. Um, oh, no. I have. It's one. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Carry on. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? We seem to have lost our connection. Hello. I won't switch off quite yet, folks. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> I think we were phoning each other at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've kept the recording. Yeah, okie dokie. I've kept my recorder going since since th since then. So one flew over the cuckoo's nest.
Bettina, my darling, it's me, Max. I know we've not been in contact for some time now, but word has spread. Uh, I've heard on the grapevine that you've been going through some terrible ordeal, and, well, you know I still care for you. So I wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Please, be in touch. Ciao, ciao. Oh, listeners, by the way, uh, I had a call from Bettina uh, the other day. It wasn't, um, wasn't anything to do with August, August Evans, Damius. It wasn't anything to do with him for a change. Uh, it related to, I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you already know anything about this, but uh, she had a phone call. She had a phone call from um, her ex-husband. Now, I didn't even realise she had... I mean, I knew she nearly had a husband when she and Damius had their wedding, but I don't... Well, I guess we kind of knew that uh, um, Bettina had um, been married before or had lots of boyfriends, but um, I don't think I, I actually knew a name or, like... Um, it, but that's where her surname, Dupre, comes from. I, I didn't realise that either. I wasn't sure whether Dupre was her maiden name. Um, no, her first husband, or her, her the, the husband that she's referring to. I, I, again, I, I think she's only had the one husband. I mean, I didn't even know that until recently. I mean, there may be other husbands I don't know about. But I think this one's called Maximilian. Maximilian Dupre, as I say, that's where the surname comes from. Anyway, she called me up. She was uh, quite, uh, quite, quite flustered again. Oh, hello, darling. How are you? I'm all right, Bettina. Um, I, I got you a text message about uh, about Maximilian. Yes, darling. Oh gosh, I know it's probably all a bit of a shock to you. Well, uh, I didn't know that much about uh, Maximilian. I don't really know much about your previous boyfriends, only the ones that have been, uh, you know, um, involved in the show since we've been doing the show. Yes, darling, I know, I know. I, I don't speak about him much. Well, he just called me out of the blue. I haven't yet spoken to him. He keeps leaving me messages, though. Oh, I got another one the other night. <laughs> Dearest Bettina, it is Max once again. I grow more and more concerned as the days go by that I don't hear from you. Please reach out if you need anything at all. You know I still care. I hope to hear from you soon. Anyway, I haven't called him back yet, but I think I'm going to have to. I mean, oh dear, oh dear. I, why is he getting involved? Well, I mean, it's like what you said. He's heard about what happened with Damius. He's obviously heard about long-lost cousin Algernon, possibly as well, and that he might be involved in your... I mean, he seems like quite a protective fellow. I mean, he's not trying to get you back or anything. No, I don't think so, but he, yes, you're right, he is very uh, overprotective, and, you know, uh, he... he uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's just crossed about anyone who would try to, to hurt me. Yes, but we, we need to be careful. We... we Everything that we've said about Algernon, you know, we haven't really got much proof. I know, darling, I know. Oh, it is... it is complicated. Well, you need to set him straight. Um, we don't want him walking up to Algernon and biffing him in the nose, do we? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we do. Well, you know, I, I need to share with you the evidence. I mean, I think he is responsible, but... Uh, 
we just need to be very careful about how we address all this. Oh, I know, Paul, I know. Oh, I don't really want to speak to Max, though, but uh, oh, I think you're right. I think I have to. I think you have to, too. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, keep me informed, won't you? I will, Paul. I will. I will. Oh, dear, oh, dear. How, how, how is uh, how, how is August? How, how is he doing? Oh, oh, he's fine. He's fine. Well, I'm glad. I will pop around again soon. I promise. Yeah, that's fine. I understand. Well, um, well, well, Mr. Nick, it's very nice to speak to you. Uh, uh, to, uh, oh, nice to work together. It's just like old times. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, maybe we should talk about uh, uh, the, the back in the days when we were, used to work together. Oh, dear, oh, dear. oh yes, I was young and had awful hair and... Uh, oh, better, but no, better hair, actually. I had <laughs> hair, actually. <laughs> oh, yes, well, you know, it, 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 was, it, it was a very long time ago. Sometimes I cannot remember quite what we got up to, but... Uh, Oh well, just just go and get yourself on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> yeah, quality. It's all been digitised. There, there is a whole universe of recording out there to be enjoyed. He, he often says he, he often says he has no memory of it, but we've all, we've we've got it all. You can watch it any time you like. As I say, um, once 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 lockdown's over, we get to Paul's parents' house. We can actually get uh, some more tapes and and finish it off. Oh yes, yes. Um, and and some, sometimes we've uh, we, we we we've done we've done episodes of the podcast where we've got people to randomly pick episode numbers and then we put clips. Maybe we should do that with pick a month of Sutton Park and uh, we'll put we'll put we'll share a clip about the, from that month or that year. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yes, well, <laughs> oh, I can hear the theme music coming. I think that uh, it's time to say goodbye. All right. Uh, goodbye for now. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I was going to say, that's an odd theme music. <laughs> <laughs> you want your viewers to be miserable. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs>